you are listening to Black Star Docs, a collective of female physicians of African descent coming together to share knowledge from our various medical specialties as well as from life. Listen in as we have real and relatable discussions on health, wellness, and lifestyle in a way only us ladies can do. Follow us on Instagram at Black Star Docs and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. Cheers. Hi, everyone. I am with Dr. Denise, and this is Dr. Nana Bawachi. We are so excited to be talking to Valerie Ajiman. She is a registered dietitian based in Maryland. And today we are going to be talking about nutrition. So, yes. So, Valerie, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and let us tell us a little bit about Flourish Heights. Okay, I'll try to make this (laughs) as quick as I can. But it's so good to be on this podcast. I am Valerie Adjamine, and I am a women's health dietitian and also the founder of Flourish Heights. And that's a women's nutrition platform that I founded back in 2017, just to hold space and to educate people, specifically women, on um, just evidence-based nutrition information in a world filled with misinformation. And so I use that as an opportunity to just empower women, you know, in their own wellness journey, to help them gain more confidence in their food choices, more confidence in their bodies. And I specialize in the area of women's health now. That's more of like a newer venture that I, you know, been on the past two-ish years. And so my journey to becoming uh, more of a women's health dietitian began after, you know, just a couple of years ago where I obtained my credentials. And then I have kind of worked in various settings in the field. But after I have counseled so many women, I just found that a lot of women experience, you know, hormone related issues. And I felt that there was more that I could be doing to really help them improve their quality of life through nutrition and lifestyle. And it wasn't really until someone close to me struggle with fibroids, you know, that's very prevalent Mm. in our community, which really, really pushed me to kind of dive into the world of women's health and kind of like hone in on that. In my field, and I'm sure I, with your field as well, you both are doctors, there's, I'm sure there's a small percentage of you African-American more so African doctors in the entire field, but in the field of dietetics, there's about 2.3% black dietitians. And so just kind of getting into the world of women's health, I quickly noticed that lack of representation in the women's health dietitian space. And so a lot of women of color, African women, they're reaching out to me for nutrition counseling regarding Mm -hmm. their hormone related issues like PCOS. And I kind of felt like it was, it's like, it was my, it's my calling. Like I just kind of, all these little things just kind of pushed me into this space. So I just felt like it was only right for me to play my part to kind of fill this void. And so as a woman's health dietitian, I knew this was an area I could really help women. And I'm so honored I get to do the work every single day. And we do a bunch of different things. And so initially this was a platform, just, it was an online platform. We kind of just did a lot of education, your content, all that. And then I started doing a lot of media. And so as a dietitian, I would do local TV segments, just, you know, educate people on a larger scale. And then, you know, we started hosting community events in the DC metro area. And, you know, we just held our last event back in March, a couple, 
months ago now, like what, what month are we in? I can't keep track. Uh, of it. I know. Co- <laughs> it's COVID. a COVID blur. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and we pivoted, but I'm grateful that we were kind of able to do this, you know, virtually. And we always, we have a health collaborative approach where we just partner with other health professionals. Cause I feel like we're just stronger together. It's so cliche, but we really are. Um, I think there's just so many different areas that we don't think about, but when you think about health, it's just, it's, there's, it's like a big umbrella term. Right. And, you know, I felt like if for some of these topics, partnering people like OBGYNs and mental health therapists and coming together and talk about these issues, make it, makes it more clear. And so we held our last event and we focused on, you know, body image. We focused on periods and nutrition. And then, you know, I work with brands, speak. Mm. <laughs> like, what else do I do? Yeah. And then I'm working on my private practice currently where mm. I'll be helping women with PCOS and fibroids and endometriosis. But I currently do have a day job and that's at a, a GYN clinic. So I'm a woman's right. health there and so I'll end there that was awesome it's so interesting to hear about the you know the disparities in providers across fields right you know like I look at like myself Nana you and it's just like so many people are just looking for people that look like them within these sectors you know so you really targeted you know a gap area that really needed filling so to all the listeners Flourish Heights you know we're going to make sure we get that information out but it's so awesome you know for people to get accurate information from someone that looks like them. So I know uh, we got some really great questions to ask you in light of all of the wonderful things you do. And I'll let um, Nana kick off our first question. Yeah, absolutely. So for one thing, I think nutrition is so key. I always, on my page as being a dermatologist and the skin being the biggest organ, I think your gut has to be healthy in order for it to reflect on your skin. And being Ghanaian, and you're also Ghanaian, Denise is Ghanaian, you know, <laughs> I feel like when I was growing up, I just ate, I was a carnivore and I ate a lot of carbohydrates. And now that's all I remember, you know. And rice and stew. Rice and stew. Yeah. <laughs> It does hit the spot, but it doesn't do anything for your arms or your belly. So, <laughs> so what I want to know is, you know, as we are starting to mature, as we are maturing, you know, what is it that we can do in our African diet? How can we tweak it? You know, because obviously the Western diet is overly processed. The African diet, it's actually a lot better but it's so carb rich. So what would you suggest, you know, to us? We are your patients right now, Valerie. So what would you suggest? Okay. <laughs> I would suggest a lot of things, but I want to kind of simplify it without going into much detail um, today. And so first of all, I, I always love telling people like, you do not have to give up your cultural foods to be healthy. You know, they're, they're, I mean, we were brought up on these foods. They're, we're, it's a part of our, it's a part of our, who we are as, as people, right? And right. so, um, I mean, I've had people that, you know, will come to me and say, oh, you know, my doctor said I can't do this anymore and I can't do that. So what, you've been eating this, you know, all your life. It's like, you know, no, you don't have to cut out this large food, but let's look at ways that we can focus on modifying it so it's more healthier for you and your health status, right? And so I always mention that. I mean, our Ghanaian foods have a number of staples and they're so nutritious and they're wholesome. We have a lot of amazing ingredients. And so it's really about, yeah, you guys said it, making those tweaks, right? Carbohydrates, they're not bad, 
Okay. I mean, there are, you know, our primary, <laughs> our primary I'm, I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. Duly noted, <laughs> duly noted. <laughs> there are primary source, you know, of energy. And so, you know, yes, we have other, you know, macronutrients. We have our fat, our protein, they convert to energy. But carbs are really our body's first choice of energy. But there are different types of carbs out there. And so it's knowing how to kind of mix, you know, mix other carbs in there to make it more balanced. Balance is really key. And so I think when and it comes to our, our Ghanaian foods, our African foods in general, the real focus is like, our preparation methods. It's looking at, you know, how much are we eating? It's looking at what other additional ingredients that you have, you know, for example, how much salt are you adding to your food? How, how much meat is on your plate? Well, you know, cause I've, I've been at parties and you, know, you go to African party and everybody's eating their food. They got, you know, watch it. They got a mix of the rice and the beans and they have their spaghetti. Then they have the gare and then they have their beef and then their fish fries. Piling it all making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, y'all, I mean, was it really that deep, you know? And so it's, where the veggies. Yeah. Where's that? <laughs> Um, but even at that point, it's like, you already kind of just killed the place with, you know, all these other foods. But yeah, it's really taking a step and looking at the preparation methods. I think our Ghanaian dishes, we have a lot of opportunity to kind of balance it out with more fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and beans. And I could go on, but I mean, we need to definitely take the step to kind of think of ways we can make it more nutritious, already nutritious. I'm not saying it's not, but I think we have some challenges around the preparation and, and how much of it we're, we're consuming. I mean, for me, I love my, I'm pistier. <laughs> I love my, hey. <laughs> she say. and you know, so the, this dish, I mean, it's, it's, you know, your boiled plantain, you have your spinach stew, then sometimes you kind of, you, you ground the, the melon seeds, that's the gushi, and then you serve it. It's amazing. It's delicious. And, you know, you will have some, some people do fish, others do different kinds of meats. It's, you know, we have our onions, our ginger, our garlic, yep. and it's so good. But let's talk about what you may see a lot of. We may see People add more excess oils to this spinach stew, right? They may be eating a lot of yam and a lot of plantain in addition to their stew. They may be eating a lot of fish and some may be fried and then you have your plantain and then you're adding more like palm oil on top of that, right? Right. But, you know, how can we make that dish healthier? And just to give you an example, we know that we need to make a quarter of our plate carbohydrates. And I'm all for listening to your body. And if you're still hungry, maybe going for the veggies and the kind of like asking yourself, okay, am I really hungry? Do I need to really go for like five more world yams? Like, you know, on my plate, I mean, you know, so it's, I think the thing is too, I don't, I don't feel like we're as mindful sometimes, you know, that we, we could, we could be, but sometimes you can opt for maybe the meat. I always say, you know, there's a lot of studies around like just, you know, red meat linked to a number of diseases and chronic illnesses and such. And so how, I mean, our Ghanaian foods are very meat heavy, right? And so you can always kind of go for adding more fish. You're eating routine. I love sardines. And so adding more fish. And if you're a person that loves to fry it, maybe you don't have to fry it every single time, but maybe baking it instead or roasting it instead or grilling it instead. And with the oils, maybe reducing that because I will say reduce it because it's something that we Ghanaians have a, a challenge with, with the oils that we use and how much of it we use. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And so kind of reducing that when you can, it's like just thinking about what are the tweaks I can make today? I mean, the spinach too, it's very nutritious. I mean, we have your vitamin C, we have, you have vitamin K in it. We have, if we're adding the melon seeds, protein. So you already have protein mm-hmm. in your dish and then you're adding like all the other meat and stuff. So mm-hmm. I just, I definitely feel like there are definitely ways that we can, there's opportunity for us to think a little bit more in how we right. prepare the foods and think a little bit more in how much we're eating of it. Right. Taking a little bit extra time to say, okay, am I really hungry? Did I really go for the more, right. of, more of that? Yeah. I can go on. You guys can share your favorite food okay. go for some of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, Denise. I think one of the things that you mentioned was, you know, being mindful. So when, you, yeah. when you're preparing the meals as well as when you're actually eating the meal. So when you're eating the meal, I think one of the take-home messages is to slow down. I think some of us, mm-hmm. especially in being in the U.S., we're always in a rush. So we think right. that we're, we are hungry. And so we want to consume more yams, more of the carbs. But if we actually mm-hmm. took our time and actually drank some water to, and you know, that way we would feel more satiated. So I think that's something that to be more mindful and then also the oils and the salts and cooking more with the whole foods is definitely something that we should take home that you mentioned, Valerie. Denise, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, not at all. I mean, just piggybacking off of that, I think um, being, you know, in medicine, especially, you know, we're constantly around people that it's just so hard to be mindful. You're running around during the day, you're busy. And so um, Valerie, I was just curious from your perspective, you know, from all of the great tips you just gave us about just our day to day, portion control content, you know, kind of content variation. What would you suggest for like the busy professional that like ripping and running every day and they're just like, I don't have time to think about putting a teaspoon of a goosey soup, you know, seeds in my diet. You know, I just think I've always found that challenging. And even though now it's like, I know that I can continue to do better. You know, I feel like for a lot of, you know, young professionals, that's a really big challenge to feel like you are eating healthy and getting it right. So do you have any tips on that or or even any, you know, good resources? You know, there's so many apps now too, where it's just like, you could track things and what have you found to be, you know, effective for like that super busy person that may not be able to kind of get it all right. Yeah. And first of all, thank you for that. And that's a really great question. And the thing is, I feel like we always try to overcomplicate it when it comes to nutrition and just healthy eating, but we don't need to overcomplicate it. If you're someone who's constantly on the go, when it comes to health overall, I feel like we all need to have a heart to heart with ourselves on like, why are we, what is our why behind getting healthier? Like we need to have a motivator because once you have that, you're never going to like, no matter how busy you are, you're always going to say, okay, well, I'm going to find time. And maybe I need to spend, you know, a couple minutes in the beginning of the week and just plan out, you know, what foods I'm going to make. Or if I'm really, really busy, I got kids and I got this and I got that. Maybe it's taking a step to, I know like one of my clients started freezing her foods and she started getting really into meal prep. With meal prep though, I feel as some people, it becomes more of a stress rather than like a a easy thing for them to just do. But I think there's just simple, I mean, like Preparation is super key for like anything. And when it comes to our health and when it comes to the foods that we eat, we need to also prioritize that. And so finding out what like that why is, I think that's like super key, number one. But when it comes to just healthy eating overall and with our African foods in general, think about what you can add more of rather than take away. I think that Mm -hmm. will make things less 
stressful and, and make you like, you know, think, oh man, like, you know, you wouldn't be thinking about, oh, like, ugh, I'm not getting it right. I'm like, there's no rush to this, like health and wellness mm-hmm. journey, right? Think mm-hmm. about maybe, you know, this week I'm going to try this vegetable in my stew or I'm making soup this week. So let me add, I don't know, I'm just throwing out random things like mushroom or let me add carrots to it. Let me add Mm -hmm. more vegetables and get my family on board. I think when you have like, whether you have a family or what, you know, if you have an accountability partner, that really helps too. So think about what you can add more rather than take Mm -hmm. away. So if Mm. your diet is lacking in vegetables or fruits or whatever the case may be, it's like, Think about, I'm going to add more fruits to my diet this week. I'm going to add more vegetables. I'm going to add more whole grains. I'm going to add seeds where I can, nuts where I can. Maybe I'm eating oats today and I'm packing it to go. Let me grab a can of, I don't know, nuts <laughs> or strawberries or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like you have it around and you have it on hand. You're more likely to go ahead and grab it. I know you ladies are so busy. I mean, you got your patients, you got other things, you know, going on. And so I'm sure you guys are always on the go, on the go all the time. And so having things, you know, where you can, things around where you could just grab and go, I think really, really, really helps, but don't overcomplicate it. Think about what you can add. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, I'm not a perfect eater. I don't think there's a way of perfectly eating per se. You know, we all have Mm -hmm various roles and responsibilities and commitments and our statuses or our health statuses are all vary. And so, yeah, think about what that why is. Think about what you can add today into your eating routine that maybe you never tried before, but you know, it's like something that you would benefit from health-wise, go for it. If you're somebody that loves to add all the oils, maybe say, okay, well, I'm going to try this jollof rice without two cups of a liter of oil. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I remember I was talking to, I met this woman at an ad, ad, an ad, I can't talk today at an outing. And she was talking about how she made her jollof rice. It was so bomb, so bomb y'all. And I was asking her a question. I was like, you know, what's the secret? You know, like, how are you making the taste? She's like, oh, I add a stick of butter. I said, oh, you add a stick of butter to your rice? Butter and jollof rice? It just seems like an oxymoron. How could you do that? I never, I never heard it. I was my first time, you know? And she's like, you know, you add a stick of butter, it brings the flavor out. I mean, if you add butter to anything is bringing the flavor out. Right. I added my butter and I'm only telling you, don't come, come telling nobody. I'm like, Look. oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, you know, the rice will be fine without that extra butter. I'm sure there's other herbs and seasonings right. and things to kind of bring right. the, the flavor out. Right. You know? And I know we love flavor. We love food. Ghanaians, we love food. Everything that we do revolves around like food, right? But, you know, when we we got things like heart disease and diabetes and the whole nine yards in our community, Mm -hmm. that is really just kind of escalating. We really got to think about our diet habits, our lifestyle habits. And I think that's more of a motivation, which is why I'm so passionate about just educating our people. I know we all the specifics of various foods, but I think we all need to kind of have a moment with ourselves. You know, I know in my, my family, you know, I have a family history of diabetes and heart disease and mm-hmm. all the kinds of things. And so I know that, you know, it runs in through my family too. So I also have to take a step to make those changes and maintain them, you know, find ways so it's sustainable and it, you know, becomes more of a, a lifestyle. I teach yeah. it, but I also right. teach it, right? You have to practice it, yep. Yes, absolutely. Right. 
Yeah. And I always tell my patients too, it's just like, whatever you put into your body now is going to come back to haunt you in the future. And so if you're not thinking about these changes now, like you said, for us young folks who are doing everything now, it really pays dividends later when you're not acquiring diabetes and hypertension. I know you mentioned clogged arteries. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's, it's real. It's yeah, real it's when you hit your 50s and you're seeing it younger and younger. So I, I think that's just a great point, that kind of self-conversation <laughs> of what yeah. are we doing and how can we do better? <laughs> correct, correct. And I think also, you know, there's a now an incidence or there's been an increase in colon cancer in the younger population. And I really feel that it's mm. due to a lot of these processed foods. So the fact that when the take home message I hear from you is that you need to be intentional, try to do better, batch your foods because yeah. we are constantly on the go, but try to incorporate more the fruits, the vegetables, the legumes, the whole grains, mm-hmm. because those are better for your gut and you will live a longer right. life from that. So that's, right. um, you know, being purposeful and not adding butter to your jollof or, or your <laughs> in a soup. <laughs> Going that's back. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I hope she's listening. I hope yes. whoever that was is listening for some alternate ways to make that jollof. <laughs> yeah, um, that reminds me. Um, so I back in 2018, I co-founded an organization called Women's Nutrition Ghana with another fellow Ghanaian dietitian whom we oh. can on LinkedIn. And so she's mm-hmm. based in Ghana. And our, we held our first event in Accra with 100 women in attendance. And they were all excited about their wow. There was nothing like that going on in Accra. And this was just what, like two and a half-ish years ago or so. Right. Um, we really felt like we needed to have some kind of community because like I said, there wasn't a space where, you know, people were coming for just health mm-hmm. and nutrition, like just community where you could be empowered about these kinds of right. things. So we had a project. One of our projects was we started a campaign. It was about, I want to say it was at eight weeks. And mm-hmm. we were like 10K people online. They were, you know, Ghanaians. Um, it was called, mm. at, it was the Add a Plant campaign. And our goal mm-hmm. was to really help increase consumption of like wholesome foods and you know, our Ghanaian diets. And so we had people, they would like send their pictures, you know, tag us, you know? And so once people started doing it, we, it got bigger and everybody was like super excited about it. And we were able to reach so many people and, you know, we, we met our goal that we had. And so things are, I guess we were excited about that. Of course, doing anything where, you know, somebody's across overseas, you know, logistic wise is pretty challenging, but yeah, you That's know, awesome. we definitely need more uh, spaces like that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I smell a BSD partnership in a. Uh, I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can flourish together, right? Yes. <laughs> so you know, we're almost wrapping up here, but we just wanted to know because Denise is in her thirties, I'm in my forties. So, what kind of tips? And you're, you know, you're a women's health specialist um, in the nutrition world. So, what kind of tips would you give to thirty-year-olds, and what kind of tips would you give to forty-year-olds, Valerie? First of all, I want to say when I'm your age, both of you guys look glowing and fabulous as both of you. <laughs> so oh, don't age us. You're like when I'm your age, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm not that, that, that much far from you guys, but I, okay. I want to definitely have that glow. And so what you had meant, you were asking about, you know, tips for, you know, women in the thirties, forties. Yes, I can share a couple, but I will stick to maybe three. Of course, as we age, one of the biggest things is a lot of women experience a loss in density. And so 
later on if you're not um, taking care of your bone health through nutrition, lifestyle, and those things that can lead to osteoporosis, which is condition of the bones that basically causes it to lose the mass and break easily. And so it affects a lot of women, but if your diet is packed in nutrients like calcium and vitamin D, potassium, those are nutrients that can help to rebuild bone mass. Just, you know, talking with your doctor making sure, you know, if you need any additional supplements, you're kind of getting that there, but also making sure you're getting in that strength training to kind of maintain that, that bone bone mass and that bone density is really, really important. And I will Mm -hmm. say a lot of us, we don't eat a lot of, you know, we're lactose intolerant, right? We're not eating a lot of, and so (laughs) finding other ways, there's certainly a lot of plant alternatives that have, you know, calcium in it. In terms of vitamin D, there's a lot of Mm. protein types of foods that have vitamin D as well. Salmon is my favorite. Sardine, (laughs) a great, you're talking Ghanaian, you know, diets. I'm thinking about like same as not really, but you know, the vitamins or yeah. sardines are um, super rich in that calcium and vitamin D as well. Number two, I will say that we are not moving as much as people, as the Ghanaian community. Mm. And so, you know, it's really important to get that 30 minutes of at least moderate exercise most days a week and get that intense exercise two to three days. Keep your heart mm-hmm. pumping. You'll be able to lower your risk of diabetes. Um, it's really great for your mental health and just maintaining a healthy weight as well. And so getting that exercise in, I know it's really, really hard now, especially because a lot of people are working from home. So we're Find out where you can or when you can work out, plan that into your daily routine. I think that's a really important thing to consider (laughs) as well. And I would say the third thing, stress. Let's talk about stress. A lot of us deal with stress in so many different ways, but stress does a lot in in negative ways as well. And so I think as women, we, you know, I counsel women daily and we're always working on stress management. And so Mm -hmm. that is one thing I would say, like, we need to definitely address and consider it no matter what age you really are in any way. But I I mean, I think, you know, as you get older, more responsibility, more you are like other factors, you know, come into that as well. And so, yeah, treating yourself, I'm a big advocate for self-care, you know, pamper, you know, (laughs) mindfulness techniques. Yeah. Just those mindfulness techniques, relaxation, Mm -hmm. it can really help to keep your stress levels in check. Really a little goes a long way. I always, for those who, I mean, I can tell you, like I have a client right now, you know, she's has like three kids under 10 working from home, like doing everything, <laughs> like, you know, and I could just talking to her, I could just feel like, um, the the, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. I was going to say the stress. <laughs> so right now where she started getting in at least 15 minutes a day, she does like just something simple as deep breathing. And mm-hmm. she's like, Valerie, like it, this has helped me so much. Like I am more intentional mm-hmm. about like taking out the time to take care of myself, right? Cause she's just worried about doing all the things. Um, and so even with everything on your to-do list, don't be afraid to just slow down, mm-hmm. you know, take care of your basic needs, including getting that, those hours of sleep in. So yeah, I think that that's really, really important. I would say, yeah. So those three, considering your bone health, moving mm-hmm. more and maintaining or managing your stress. I think mm-hmm. that that's really, really important. 
for women in 30s and 40s, even just overall, just in general. That's great. Right. Thank you so much for those tips. Those are fantastic. Yeah. I think that's something that we could def- that definitely resonates with me and I'm sure with Denise mm-hmm. and everyone who's listening at this yeah. time. So in closing, Valerie, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And I think we have a a question for you for the audience. Okay, Okay, so our first question, if you had to name like one superfood or one thing that you think everyone should have in their diet, what would that be? Mm -hmm. I'm laughing because anybody that knows me knows I cannot live without avocado. all around not only do they taste amazing and it's very yes. you know common in our it's a common you know in our Ghanaian food yeah right protein fiber your omega-3s you got your healthy fats right. potassium vitamin c i mean and it's delicious so you know you'll find me over here sometimes if i'm just like i just want a quick snack i'll literally get mm-hmm a cracker and just start scraping the thing of the avocado just <laughs> popping it in my mouth that's how obsessed i am with it. i can i can eat it like i eat Ooh. it i always got avocados in my kitchen that's that's for sure so avocados i'm very bad that's awesome and no, no, isn't that also great for skin avocados I oh, mean, yeah it's of all the fantastic other, right? yeah my kids yeah. are obsessed with avocados my son makes i think the bomb guacamole he's only 12 he's been doing it since he's ah. eight years old yeah <laughs> i think one of the things i know we're wrapping up but you know for getting the family involved because i hit there's so many kids who don't eat vegetables. And I think it's so important to get the kids into the kitchen, getting familiarized Mm. with the veggies. So that way they'll incorporate it. So I love the fact that you said avocados because it's such an easy thing to incorporate. Yes. 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 Love that you also getting the kids in. I I love um, great point. My niece, because she's always hanging out with me in the kitchen and then she'll start like munching on stuff she's super picky so right. <laughs> raising health conscious children for a generation of healthy people <laughs> hey that was a yeah the start somewhere yeah conditioning yeah for sure yeah yeah awesome well, and then my last really quick question for you i know we didn't touch too much on this but like salt 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 right do you have any just like quick suggestions for good salt alternatives i'm bringing this up because it was um you know recently in my purview with a lot of my my many friends that um, are expecting who are finding challenges with water retention and things like that so what are some good salt alternatives that we could find that'll help with our diet so i hear you on that but i want to respond in another way by saying be mindful of the foods that you're eating and the salt that like in the salt that may be in them. So for example, um, I mean, I, so just bring another client example. And so I had a client, you know, she was eating a lot of these like healthy foods in the grocery stores, like for that are marked as healthy, right. For, for mm-hmm. me, it's just marketing type of thing, but I wouldn't call it any brand, but you know, a lot of these like, you know, packaged foods, maybe they're frozen. She's like, I eat all this. And you know, I thought it was healthy. And then I'm like, okay, start taking pictures and send me like the nutrition facts label when you would see like, mm. you have like 700 milligrams of salt, 800 milligrams of salt, 500 mm. milligrams of salt. And so I think looking at what you're, I mean, if you're cooking from scratch quite a lot, most likely your foods are not crazy, like packed High in, salt. in that salt. Right. So I would start from there rather than like okay. finding an alternative per se. I mean, of course, like if, you know, you're someone that is, was, you know, eating a lot of salt before you're trying to figure out like how to break up, not necessarily break up fully with salt, the body still needs it. Just not as much as we normally eat on a daily basis. 
but you know, definitely like losing my train of thought, <laughs> but oh my God, I'm like now blinking out. Mm, that's, yeah. But just be more mindful about yeah. what you're mindful. consuming. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you know, definitely getting into more of the herbs. I love cilantro and mm, I love rosemary, you know, ginger, garlic, turmeric. Mm, those right. are, you know, nutmeg. There's just so many different herbs and spices for those who are think, you know, because some people are like, oh, I need salt for flavor. And I'm like, there's right. so many things that you can be using to kind of bring that flavor into your eating routine and watch like your packaged foods. I mean, you know, you eat snacks and, you know, all these kinds of things that are packaged, even the cans, you know, we use a lot of yeah. you know, your canned tomatoes and sauces mm-hmm. and pasta sauces, all these kinds of things. If you look at the, yeah. the nutrition facts label, most likely you'll have a, a quite a lot of salt in it. So look for the packages that may say things like low sodium or reduced sodium or yeah. low salt added. Those are some things mm-hmm. to kind of look for. But I would say start from there. Look at what you're already doing and try to like yeah. eliminate some of the salt from that before you start looking Great. at quote alternatives. Per se. Great tips. And put the Maggie cubes down. <laughs> Maggie. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And also the seasonings. A lot of seasonings, uh, the dry seasonings already have salt. So be, in, you know, be mindful of the ingredients that you're purchasing in a store and just make sure they don't contain salt in them. So that's what I would also recommend, Denise, to your colleagues and friends. Yeah. Awesome. Having about, I mean, for African-Americans, like 1,500 milligrams, which is so small, just because we're already like at risk for a lot of these you know, other um, health conditions. And so mm-hmm. 1,500 milligrams, I forgot like what the equivalent to that in a teaspoon is, but it's very small. <laughs> so start reading the labels. I think that's that's really important, really key. Awesome. Oh. See, you didn't do too bad with our surprise question. No. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was so insightful and very educational. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And hopefully we will be able to do some collaborations in the future. But yeah, this was great. And I hope that we can, in the future, just even collaborate more on nutrition and maybe even dive into something more specific. So this was more of a right. general conversation about nutrition and staying healthy and being mindful and being intentional. So I hope everyone learned a lot. Any closing remarks at all, Valerie or in Denise? Yes. Well, check. I'm going to check out Flourish Heights myself. I am really curious to see a lot more of those tips. And I just think, you know, hopefully this is a starting point for people that aren't doing it. You know, encouragement for people that feel like it has to always be an elimination mindset. I love the fact that you said, think of what you can add. I think that really resonates with people who feel guilty about things. So yeah, no, thank you so much for um, talking with us. It was very, very insightful, and <laughs> very informative. And thank you for having me. And I would just close off by saying, you know, don't overcomplicate it. It like helps. It's a, it's a journey. It's not a race to the finish line, you know? And so just take your time, do your, you know, do what you can do, take it day by day make the tweak here and there where you can, but don't think it's like a, it's like an overnight type of like magic one that just, you know, everything comes perfect after that. So take your time, take those, you know, just long as you are, you know, finding out what that motivator is and you take that first step, things should come just a little bit easier. After that. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you. We appreciate you. All right. We'll yes. have, have a good one. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.